as much as you want. Welcome back to the King of the Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with a mention of whiskey in its title. And welcome back to another episode of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. Not quite sure where this one falls into play, but you know what? <laughs> We're here for another one. This is Jake coming live from <clears throat> Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois, and I'm with the one and only Wilson Torres. Hey, hey, young world. We're back. We're back again, yes. Just us two hanging out in my Hell basement. Yeah. Um once again, we have no reps with us. We have no, no distiller with us. We have Nobody. no Scotsman with us. Nadia. I'm still playing hurt, but you know, I'm getting through the pain by indulging in cash strength whiskey. Yeah, he is pushing through, ladies and gentlemen. The Definitely. one and only. For the most part. You know, I do it for the Jacob. ladies. Okay. Ages 54 to 67. <laughs> Our prime <laughs> listeners. Yes. Well, the reason why we have no guests with us today is because we're leaning into... Our well, a, a very special time where yeah. I can sit here and reflect, pontificate, <laughs> wander, wander down a deep, deep path that could lead me all the way around the world to Melbourne, Australia. Mm. Yes, that's right. We're here to talk about myself, the brand <laughs> I work for, Starboard Whiskey, and to do a 12 Days of Barrel Pick episode about one of our single barrels that's out in the Chicago land market. Market, yes. market, 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 market. Chicago. Because we love Chicago, baby. Because we're sitting underneath a Walter Payton painting, stiff arming Lawrence Taylor. That's right. That is, that is actually Mm. a true moment in time. Because Noah can never do that again. Yeah, it was. It was. So my dad painted that, and all of his paintings came from Sports Illustrated photos, and he just take the photos and then paint them. Paint them over. Yeah. So everything like he painted was, for the most part, was an accurate photo of history. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to sweetness. We gotta get the we gotta get, we have to get the big round mound of rebound painting up in the. Oh my god! Yeah, suns as well, which beautiful yeah. on those those purple and black uniforms oh, back in the early nineties. Goodness, his MVP days. Ah, Sir Charles himself. Sir Chuck. Yeah, I love Chuck. Love Chuck. Love Chuck. I even Chuck. I love him more now. Chuck, come on the podcast. Yeah, come on down, Chuck. I I bet Chuck could drink some whiskey with us. I would just like to hear him slur. <laughs> It sounds like he's slurring all the time. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Excuse me. That's ridiculous. It Ernie, is ridiculous. Ernie. That's ridiculous. Ernie. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't uh, know who's worse, him or Shaq. I can never understand a word Shaq is saying. So then Charles is our unanimous choice for hmm. guests on podcasts because he's maybe clearer. You know what's weird is when uh, you reach for your glass and you take a drink and you think you're drinking rye whiskey because you've been drinking rye whiskey for the last hour, and then you realize you aren't <laughs> drinking rye whiskey. I tell you what, the nose when we popped the cork alone was alluring. This is a very, very alluring Well, that whiskey. leads us right into what we are drinking, I guess, then. Yeah. We are drinking a cash strength single barrel chosen by Leo's Mayfair up in the Mayfair neighborhood of Chicago, Illinois. One of our favorite locations, one of our wow. favorite customers to work with in this industry. Ken leading the program there now um, for a squandered kush. Shout to Um But yeah, I hope you're doing well, my man, down there in North Carolina. But yeah, this is a single barrel of Star Wars yeah. that we sold to them uh, 
earlier this year. It didn't hit the market though until mid December. You know the the transportation across the world is not always so easy these days, Wilson. It's not. It's not easy. It's but not easy. Um, this comes in, I believe, at fifty five point four percent cast strength. Yes. We enter the barrels usually around fifty five percent when it comes to our whiskey. Uh, went up a couple of percentage points. But uh, the fun thing about this is that a lot of people will know that listen to this podcast that Star Wars traditionally barrel ages are we traditionally barrel age our whiskey for about three years on the minimum on the minimum and kind of on the average too but this one is four years 10 months which i forgot yeah. it was that old until we just opened it but wilson was very curious on the color of how deep of an amber hue that it portrays this and, is beyond amber oh beyond amber yeah this is amber is the color of your energy whoa i used to follow 311 so on tour not on tour, but at least when they would come to Chicago, I would nice. catch all the shows. Anyway, but yeah. yes, the color on this is not even amber anymore. It's not. No. No. So this is our latest single barrel to hit Chicago. Yeah, We've got is... a couple coming in in the early year, and then a bunch coming in the spring of 2022. But this one, uh, it was uh, it was an American Oak Cask Extra's, I think... Yes, it was Recharge, which is very rare for Nova. So um, Nova, which is our uh, tr- our standard workhorse, if you will, single malt whiskey, our core product when it comes to Starward over there with my, my great friends, my great people of Melbourne, Australia. Hope you aren't locked in concentration camps. Um, <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, they have some, they have, uh, some COVID camps over there. Mm. I don't know if you've... Uh, <laughs> Gone over there to try one yourself. I have not even we'll just heard leave of that. that yeah, let's no. just not, we'll leave it let's there. Not touch we'll that. leave it there. Um, but Goodness. yeah, influencer games. My God, my God, my God, indeed. Wow. But um, what we do is we make a single malt whiskey over at Star Ward, if you don't know, and we barrel age everything in local red wine casts to us in Melbourne. So we use two sources, two valleys for our sources of uh, our wine barrels yeah. called Barossa and Yara Valley. Yara Valley only being about an hour and a half away from our distillery. Um, Barossa Valley being a little more southwest, about a day's drive away from our distillery with places like Penfolds, Molly Duker, um, big names out there where we get a lot of our barrels from. Mm-hmm. So we use a lot of Shiraz, some Pinot, and some Cab Cast to barrel age our whiskeys inside of. When it comes to Nova, we use majority of Shiraz casts, and usually there's about 23 barrels in a batch of our whiskeys. What we do then to highlight our single barrel program which really didn't even exist until we came to the U.S. market back in 20, uh, 2019. Um, I've lost all track of time. <laughs> <laughs> but what we do is we, Easy to do. We, you know, we take away one of those barrels, like every other bar- distillery does, um, take away some of those barrels from that, tw- from that batch we have in our distillery, and we barrel age it at where we bottle it at cast strength, and we don't really do anything to the whiskey other than let the air take control for a number of years. Our program began with whiskeys being no less than about three years, two months old, but now we're hitting numbers going close to seven years with some of our whiskeys, wow. which is cool to see. This one falls right in the middle there at four years, 10 months, which is yeah. pretty old for one of our single malts, mostly this, because the fluctuation yeah. in temperature in Australia where we're losing around 6%, sometimes as high as 8% with our 59-gallon cast that we barrel age our whiskeys inside of. Um, and for it to be American Oak recharred, it's rare. Um, about... A 50-50 split between French and American oak cast that we have from the vineyards. Um, but then we only reach our about 20% of the barrels that we make we create Nova with. But what, what our distiller, Sam, our head distiller over there, what he's done, he's recognized what the American market enjoys. Obviously, we love 
the notes that come from rechard cast cinnamon maple yeah those oaky those notes nice that are really pre- prevalent yeah creates a rich color to it as well um yeah. which is something i think is relatable for americans to, to recognize so sam has chosen a lot of those casts to come over here as individual single barrels and we we're lucky enough to have one here we tasted leo's out i believe on five samples and i saved the best for last because i thought they would choose this one based on the palette that they traditionally like um for their bourbon collection yeah. their single malt collection but also for their single barrel collection um and then we added this on to their list and yeah. it was just released this is um this is quite the treat. Um, and I know the term treat probably doesn't really, it does not do this any justice. Oh. By looking at it, you would think that it is aged much longer. The color, it's almost as if it looks like vanilla extract. Mm. Um, the nose on it reminds me of a very rich Madagascar vanilla extract, to be exact. Um, the cinnamon, I get these notes mm, of cinnamon. Cinnamon for sure. The cinnamon is different. The Shiraz is really impactful in there. Wow. It is It is not big red cinnamon. No, it's like a toffee. Yes. it's Yeah, but it's a... Like, um, it's tempered, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I really want to find the right word because I want to do it justice because it's, it's a cinnamon tone. It's not the big red. It's not the red hots. Mm-hmm. It's a cinnamon that's just, it's warming. It's almost, um, uh, I don't know how else to, like what you would, French toast. You know how savory yeah. it comes yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, French yeah, toast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's this. You know what it kind of is like, is like a, a little hint of um, cinnamon toast crunch milk after you've had it. <laughs> it's savory part yeah, at the end. It's savory. N- not, like, not when the milk's actually yeah, hitting your palate. It's, but, it's, yeah. it's just so deep and it's long lasting and it's and it's welcoming. It's warming. It makes you feel. Yeah, it's not bright. It's not at all. It, it makes you rub your tummy. Literally, I'm rubbing my tummy right now. Yeah, it's it interesting is, that. It's very good. Uh, my initial, I, I have a cold. Not COVID tested three times. Um, <laughs> it's the world we live in now. Yep. Um, Did it on Sunday myself. Yeah. So I feel you. Um, so my palate's a little bit fatigued right now, but at the same time, what I'm tasting and what I remember tasting it when I first opened this now, about 20 days ago, um, which I'm glad now because it's breathing really well. It came off, it, it was a little hot in those first couple pours. Yeah. Um, we did a single, we did a tasting over at Leo's like on December 10th or 11th when of, it first launched. Of yeah, the, with of that. The launch of yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Uh, sold a few bottles there of it. But my original notes um, on the nose were molasses, sticky bun with wine um, coming through in the middle, a Shiraz influence. The palate, I said oaky, um, which obviously is there with that uh, American oak cask which I don't taste a lot of oak in our barrels. And that's why I wrote that note yeah. in there. And that yeah. sounds really easy for everybody to say. Like you think, oh, of course there's oak. It's a yeah. barrel aging. Well, we don't use charred barrels a lot. Yeah. So I have that there. Caramel toffee, a hickory note. Ooh. And then a huge Shiraz influence. And then I have tasty on the back end. I have slight pepper, cinnamon, spicy. Okay. And like a little bit of a menthol flavor to it where like it has that mintiness to it. There or is a refreshingness. There to is it. a refreshing end to it for me, for yeah. sure. The tail of it is really refreshing. Because um, I think when you smell well, it and you see it, you're thinking, it's got a big end to it, but yeah. it's, it's very, um, it doesn't dissipate in a bad way, no, but it fades very nicely. Yeah, it's just, it's got like a touch of saffron or some shit like mm-hmm. that. I don't know what it is, but I'm not familiar with the. Oh, I saffron's a good, yeah, yeah, it's a good note. Yeah. It's, it's really just, it's lovely. Yeah. It is very, very Yeah, it's almost alluring. like a, 
like a, almost like an Indian meal. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not one of those, you know, uh, it's, I wish I could get my word. English is so hard. Um, so hard. It's just, it really does envelop the palate completely hmm. from the nose onto the palate and then the finish. And then the sensory after for me in my mind is like, try that again in five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. In a, in a new glass. Okay. Because I feel, <laughs> and I know this is really fucking weird, but I feel that with this glass being in my hand so long that warming it mm. really doesn't in, 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 uh, activate the oils because okay. it's very oily. To yeah, me. it is very oily. I mean, and, single malt, yeah. Right. And, but in a fresh, cool glass, I'm curious to know how, how the temperature will try and sip it immediately. Like, don't even nose or anything. Just sip it immediately because I just, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to skip a beat. I really don't. Do we need a Glen Cairn? I think we need Shout out to Mari Duffy. Yeah, shout out to Chris Queen of Chicago, Martin Duffy, North American rap for Glen Cairn. Marty, you still listen to this podcast? Yeah, there should be some Glen Cairns in that box that says Glen Cairn on it. <laughs> no, but it's really it's really great to get a highlight these single barrels because obviously it means a lot to me for working for the brand, but over the last year or so I've taken over our single barrel program. Cheers, there they are. Nice Wardenville. Thank you, Eric, for for leaving these here. I think they're meant to be left here. I'm not totally sure, but I just have, don't say anything. It's been over two weeks now, so I guess they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a breakup. Um, but uh, for me personally, I've I've taken over our single barrel program, and it's become my baby uh, across the entire country. Where I get to work with our distillery about what's coming over, where these single barrels should go. So to kind of give you more of a background to what we do with our single barrel program. As I mentioned, we have about a 50-50 split between French and American oak, but every barrel that's coming into our warehouse is coming from a vineyard. Um, and that could have a variety of wines in there, but usually what we're working with is Shiraz, Pinot, and Caps, as I mentioned. Once those barrels come to our uh, our warehouse, to our distillery, our our team works with what they think would fit well with what we're distilling because we do make one weeded whiskey, uh, mm-hmm. twofold, twofold, Yeah, which we now have weeded single barrels 100% wheat single barrels oh that's right yeah which Malloy's which you've listened to already if you listen to the 12 days of barrel picks I had a sip of that yeah Malloy's uh, selected the very first single wheat single barrel of Star Wars that is fun yeah so they're getting they technically will have the very first wheat single barrel from Star Wars and yeah, it was almost seven wow. when it's bottled it'll be very very close to seven years old holy shit yeah which shout is crazy for us Steve out there in Glen yeah, Steve chose a winner out there look at that but yeah so once we get those barrels get to our warehouse our warehouse team decides our distillery team decides if we're going to rechar them, if we're going to toast them, um, or what we do with every single barrel, are we just going to hydrate are you them? Are going to hydrate them? Yeah, so what we do is we steam them, bring them back to life, take some of those sulfur tones out of it, and then rest whiskey inside of there. And we rest yeah. whiskey now for three years. We're really trying to get to that four-year point. But as I said before, we have a fluctuation in temperature, what we call four seasons in a day, elemental maturation. <laughs> where Australia is very uh, unpredictable to work with in temperature um, predictions. So what we do is we let the we, we let the weather claim our whiskey in a sense. We let it affect the whiskey to the point where we, we rely on our barrels to pull a lot of those wine flavors from there, a lot of oaky flavors. Obviously, it's going to be some oiliness by working with uh, malted barley and creating single malt whiskey to, uh, to all of our collection. 
but our distilling team, they do through sensory testing um, every six weeks, every six months, kind of what it depends on the barrel, where it's at in the warehouse, testing to see if that whiskey is available to go into a batch. And then now with creating the single barrel um, program over the last two and a half, three years, what we've done is put barrels aside that we think like these are some honey barrels these are these are really proper for to be called a single barrel and is that yeah. barrel going to go to our local market in australia yeah is it going to go to europe or yeah. is it going to go to america so you have to figure that out too yeah i think that's um first of all congratulations on that because i mean i knew that you're handling that extensively not to the point where you actually have taken full responsibility over some congratulations just the u.s market still that's huge think about it Larger, the, the big six have individual teams. Good call, Nolan Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, just sip it. Don't even smell it. Just drink yeah. it. It's ridiculous. After this, uh, Mikey Pinstripes, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> the Glen Karen wins. <laughs> just wow, sip it, man. I'm telling you, it is. it just does not falter. It's actually brighter. It is, yeah. No, bright's a good word now. It knows yeah. I couldn't smell it in that glass, but this one I can't. No, no. But then we have these, these are a little, I think they just, you know, absorb our heat a little faster than a Glencairn, whereas, whereas there's a base where we hold it and then we're not touching the body of it all. So I get much more of that molasses. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Tell me that is a baking aisle period. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Every bakery smell like this. Ooh. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Though. No, no. I just wanted to, uh, to recognize it's not an easy task. Um, mm. to be the individual that is not controlling, but to help allocate barrels to a larger audience yeah. based on your soul palette or... There's a collective team. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately, hey, these go here, that goes here, and you're all over the place also helping promote it and pick it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a huge undertaking, and you have teams doing it for... The larger, well, we have teams too. Traditional. I mean, we have a sensory. So, one thing to kind of explain about our distillery is that the front of our house is all brewers by trade. They're all. I mean, Melbourne is just like Chicago and so many cities in the U.S. where craft beer beer beer. is just amazing, amazing craft beer scenes all over Australia. And Melbourne's akin to Chicago in that sense, where there's like 200 plus breweries, there's distilleries all around, great food scene, metropolitan area, but it's kind of a, it's a city built of neighborhoods Mm -hmm. at the same time, time, which we can really appreciate. Which we can relate to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... So we have those brewers in the front of the house that have shifted to distilling, which has happened with distilleries all across Chicagoland too. Yeah, but then the back of our house, what we're afforded is that having all these great wineries around us. Mm-hmm. So we take winemakers and put them in the back of our house when they control the barrel selection, they control the blend, and they control the sensory oh. techniques. So what. Carly, who leads our the back of our house for our team, she decides what barrel should go where. And one of the mm-hmm. biggest transitions that she's made for our distillery is that she decided that for twofold, um, we should use more Cabernet cast versus using Shiraz cast. It was, well, Shiraz is what Australia is known for when it comes to winemaking. So let's implement that into our whiskey gotcha. as number one. Well, she's like, we're getting better flavors, more consistent flavors out of Cabernet cast. So she's basically transitioned that whiskey into be a little bit tasting differently, mm-hmm. but for me, I've always got a dried Cabernet feel to that. So, mm-hmm. bravo to her yeah. um, to really bring out those notes and pronounce those notes even more um, to a whiskey that's already our bestseller. Yeah. And see that slight, to, I mean, the slight tone. Yeah. In regards because uh, not familiar with Shiraz as far as the wine is concerned. So if you could speak on that, that would be helpful to me because I'm not. I think in the terms of sherry, I guess. Okay. I mean, it's more jammy, a little more bigger fruit flavors okay. to it. 
okay. uh, dark red fruits to it as well. Gotcha. Um, not going to be dried out like a Cabernet. Yeah. Well, see, this this specific whiskey we're trying is not dry. No, no. No, this is, would you say it was juicy? Would you say it was? I think there's some juiciness to it for sure. Yeah, because this is something that, it has me salivating. It, it, the color is. I'm telling you, it's, it's vanilla extract. Man. I'm telling you, man. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of our single barrels, I guess, kind of come out this way, but a lot of them don't as well because we're using all that different wood varietal. And different wines as well. Yeah, it was cool wine. because when we went to New York, um, where our single barrels were shipped to, to one of our offices there, we had like 60 samples, three of each sample, <laughs> sitting out in these oh, desks, shit. you know, and the natural light's coming through. So you're seeing all the natural colors of these yeah. bottles. And you see like this lighter orange hue, these deep yeah. amber colors we have sitting in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like reds in the middle, oranges in the middle. And you, you see the collection of the barrels and you really see what, what, the magic of whiskey, the magic mm-hmm. of whiskey barrels. Yeah. And then what we use is wine barrels. Right. So um, to have that all sitting together to accumulate into a mass assumption of, uh, or just a mass of single barrels itself is, was really pretty to see and visually pretty to see. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Pretty to see though the, the potential as well. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, 12 are going to the West coast, 12 are coming to me in the Midwest, 12 are staying here on the East coast. Okay. Um, and then kind of we're using some for some 12 for groups across the country as mm-hmm. well. But my favorite thing about our single barrel program to do when I taste people out is that I'll have a French oak cast that's not recharred, American oak cast that's not recharred, mm-hmm. maybe a French oak cast that is recharred, American oak cast that's charred. Okay. Um, and then some other things in between there too. Might have a wheat cast now, which is really fun to have because mm-hmm. it takes you completely away, your palate away from everything else you've tried. Yeah. But it tastes you through the varietals step by step when it comes to blending Nova as a whole. Yeah. Nova is based on 23, 25 barrels. Okay. But it's not about all the barrels having this like awesome American bourbon, burnt molasses, sugary, yeah. brown sugar, caramel note to them that we all enjoy in America. It's about finding the balance of like, well, here's a French oak cast that has these really great orange flavors to it. American oak cast that's not recharred, that has more of a honey flavor to it. And then you add in this barrel that's an American oak recharred that has tons of flavor going on there tons yeah. of different flavors going on there compared to the other ones when you blend together you get nova but yeah. when you separate it you get the single get barrel the single but but ah. but at the same time each one of these single barrels has an essence of nova in it and sure. our whole attention to our whole promise to you when it comes to having a single barrel program is that that single barrel will bring you back to nova there's something about it that will bring you back to Nova once you have a bottle of Nova on the shelf. Because yeah. we always talk about the single barrel program for both of our distilleries, any distillery we worked for is mm-hmm. the single barrel program should not overshadow the core attraction to your brand. Agreed. I agree. And you, you brought up an interesting point, two interesting points. One, two. immediately, um, the approach to the separating the single barrels from what the core is, it almost sounds very maker markish. Oh, it, you know, it was interesting um, talking to Jake about their single barrel um, experience over at Maker's Mark and knowing it, but never really talking in that in that detail, sitting down for 30 minutes, you know, and just talking about Maker's Mark. Yeah. Knowing Dave, the owner of Star Wars, Dave Vitale, who is a giant Maker's Mark fan, hmm. I think he stole, borrowed, as, <laughs> as Picasso would say, all the best ideas were borrowed. Or borrowed. Always he took borrowed. that concept of making every barrel of maker's mark is being be made to make core maker's mark mm-hmm. now over the last four years they started to pull individual single barrels out of that core 
to bring it into a single barrel program. Hmm. That's exactly what we do. It's the exact same thing. Okay. It's like everything in the is essence. Because we have, obviously, for our wheat whiskey, um, it's not going to be in our single. It's not going to be in our Nova. It's not a single malt. So, but the forty percent of those of that wheat whiskey we have, because the mash bill is sixty percent wheat, forty percent malted barley. Mm-hmm. Those forty percent casks could be in Nova, or they could be in twofold. They're not, they're not built to be in twofold. They're not yeah, built just to be in Nova. Um, Solera though is a whole different thing because they're all. Um, aged and fortified wine cast, which is a whole different program. Gotcha. But what what we do traditionally on a daily basis, our our goal was to make single malt whiskey barrel aged and red wine cast. Gotcha. Now that could go to that could go that, to Nova. That yeah. could go to twofold. I was gonna say it can go either way. It doesn't matter. So right. it, it kind of remains true to that um, that foundation of Maker's Mark. What they do, everything is about making Maker's Mark. Right. Now we can put it up to a higher proof to make it forty six. True. Yeah, we can do these. We can do these one-off limited edition projects, which we do as well, you know, mm-hmm. with like our unexpeeded and the Tawny cast. Well, Tawny cast is different because that's barrel that aged. just was a different. Next animal. year, well, that'll be uh, oh on the 12th God. days of barrel picks. That is amazing. That's because uh, we actually already have a group lined up for a Tawny single barrel. Do you really? Yeah. I'm not surprised because that's delicious. Here in Chicago, too. Oh, uh, bringing it I don't want to shout them out because we haven't... Uh, we haven't crossed the T's and dotted the I's on that one just yet, but uh, they tasted it on a uh, a virtual tasting virtual. Say, this year. They tasted the Tani, and um, before the end of the tasting, they, they, they've they already bought a single barrel, um, this group, and they them. asked, well, could we buy a Tani single cask? I go, no. I mean, this is just an LTO, yeah. limited time offering. Um, <laughs> we don't really do single barrels of it like i don't even have any here in the u.s that's for sale we probably won't ever sell it in the u.s yeah but I'll, like i'll check with sam our head distiller just to see you know just mm-hmm. just you know to make sure that if yeah, i miss something you know yeah. something slipped through the cracks missed that see. memo um, so next day i'd message sam like hey i'm uh, i'm 99 sure that this is a big no but <laughs> just wanted to ask what's on paper <laughs> do we have any tawny single barrels yeah, I'm sending you four in April of next year. Oh, oh. So I emailed the group back the next day, and they're like, we'll take one of them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sight unseen. That's awesome. So we can uh, hopefully record that episode That'd next year. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's a delay. I mean, I remember when you shared that slight-ish of sample I that you were able to get. I think I have that a bottle delicious. up there somewhere. That's good. Um, you mentioned also, uh, well, you didn't directly say it, but just in, in your explaining how um, the allotment of barrels per throughout the country. Do Can you explain the, the process that a barrel does go through from Australia to arrive into its its hand, you know, to the proper hands here or those who purchased it or whatever? Yeah. It so just like, seems like a lot in between. It's a, I mean, it's, I guess for anybody who's in, or importing whiskey or any import or any import <laughs> right now, now um, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, it's a good question though. It so, seems like it, there's a, it has to go one place, and then from there it's re. Yeah, for all of our whiskey, kind of just one <clears throat> big explanation. So we ship it from Australia. Um, we go through an importer called Park Street, mm-hmm. which mostly goes through either Florida, New Jersey, I believe, not New York, and then uh, San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, and once it goes through the importer. That can take three, four weeks just to clear through the importer. Wow. Um, we did have one ship that our products were on, along with you know thousands of other products from Australia, sure. arrived at the importer. We don't know why. It was just turned back around to Australia. Nothing ever got off the boat. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so we had a problem there. We almost had a shortage of whiskey in the states because of that. Goodness. Yeah, so there's a little bit of that. So once it go, but once it goes through the importer, um, through whatever uh, coast here in the U.S., then it gets shipped to our distributor, okay. and then with usually it goes from it can go from the importer to the distributor within a week, and then distributor can get it out into the market. You know, gotcha. Five seven days traditionally, but. It usually takes somewhere. It did take before COVID three months to ship across the country, across the world. Mm-hmm. Now we give it about four and a half to five months. Oh wow! Yeah. So we, there, there is one, one uh, customer. Shout out to you, Mike Miller. Thanks for the patience. <laughs> uh, Delilah's, you know, uh, voted the best whiskey bar in America. You know how many years in a row now? Um, they actually bought a single barrel of ours back on World Whiskey Day. Um, in 2021, which is I think May 16th, but they are not going to get their single barrel till April of 22. Yeah, just because of delays. Um, Goodness, shipping delays, container delays, wow. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's one of those things we're going to try to get to you guys. Um, if we it, it just missed our deadline because we have deadlines of whiskey when you know like we aren't just gonna ship one single. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, we are gonna ship because like you a bought a single, single barrel, barrel in April doesn't mean you're gonna get it in four months yeah. in in uh in August or whatever it may be. Yeah. We ship that we have fifty single barrel samples out there in the market right now. Many of them have been sold, but all those single barrels sold or unsold be shipped over to um, the United States uh, in two weeks, hopefully with arrival in April. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, or actually they're probably going out like tomorrow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we leave that amount of time there where we're not just going to ship over, you know, 40 cases because right. you bought it just because you bought it. Yeah. yeah it's I like, agree. we just don't have the time. There's not the, there's not the resources to do it anyway. Yeah. So, and then people forget about the fires that happened in Australia last year where people were supposed, what I heard from other, um, reps in the industry and, uh, distributors is that, they were jumping lines for people who didn't get products shipped over, like mostly agricultural products from the fires. So they got their crops this year. They were jumping line to make sure that they could get their resources sent over to oh, wow. or exported out to the world um, ahead of line, which I, I understand that. It's I get that. completely understandable. Right, right. Nothing yeah. against them. It just, you know, it, it delays more yeah. things to happen. Sure, sure. So yeah. yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of goes into um, making and creating whiskey and then getting it out to the various markets in the world, <laughs> especially internationally. Yeah, the good yeah. thing is we don't have the tariffs that the Europe has. I was just gonna say, and that helps. Right, so it keeps the price down. Keeps the price down because I mean, just based on what these are at retail, I feel is more than fair. Yeah, I mean, like our Nova, our core products, fifty dollars. I mean, a fifty dollars yeah. single malt, world single malt. That's not that that not that heard of. No. No. Um, and then twofold is a $30 whiskey, which is a, we did a bur- we did a whiskey, yeah. not a bourbon, not a bourbon. Although Fox, I did just hear one of my favorite comedians who he, he has his own whiskey, you know, source whiskey, pretty cool process actually. <laughs> but he, uh, he's like, I'm a bourbon connoisseur. And then like his co-host is like also one of the other favorite comedians is like, the bourbon has been barely what, like 10 years to be considered bourbon. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you should call yourself a <laughs> bourbon connoisseur and then know absolutely nothing about bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who are these two facts? Uh, Brendan Schaub and uh, Brian Callen. <laughs> Fire and the Kid. Shout out to you guys. Um, love you, but um, you are not bourbon connoisseurs nor whiskey connoisseurs, <laughs> even if you have your own whiskey out there. But uh, Or they just could be yeah, joking. There is... It, unfortunately, they was not joking. <laughs> I, You can always fall back on that at being comedians, but... Um, no, yeah, no, they were not. No, they, Fortunately, they, there is no really age statement that. on bourbon, actually, unless it's a straight bourbon or bottled and bond. 
but uh, and neither of those are ten years. Uh, neither of them are ten years. No, and there's uh, there's a, there's a few laws to follow in Australia when creating whiskey. Two year minimum, actually. I was thinking about that this morning. Wait a minute. So it's a two year minimum for an Australian whiskey. Any whiskey. Any whiskey. To be considered Australian whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then they have your subcategories: like Australian single malt, okay. Australian rye. Uh, I don't even know. Like, I think they call two full double grain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, double which grain. we would probably. I, American terms we call it a blend. Technically, it's not a blend because it all comes from one house. The house of Star Wars versus traditional blends. Um, you know, blending starting in Scotland. Uh, it would be you take a whiskey from one distillery, another distillery, blend together. Gotcha. So not a blend of what we would we call it a marriage. A marriage. Yeah. Okay. That's sexy. Yeah. That sexy. I mean, yeah. even when we blend barrels together to make Nova, it's yeah. like. I mean, you are blending things together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're marrying. The yeah, two. I guess you're more like that's yeah. more appeal to right. both both sexes. Or... I think blending sounds better to marriage anyway. Yeah. So. Well, it depends who you ask. Yeah. I like marriage. Nice. Gets a little bit more of a dramatic. Yeah. You know, entry. So makes it more, like more intimate. Yes. Yeah. Because when you just blend, it's like, what am I making a cake? Yeah. You know, got a blender out. Not making a cake. Make I'm not a bringing the, the kitchen morning. aid. Not making. Not bringing the kitchen aid out or the ninja. <laughs> No, no, but this this whiskey, seriously, I, I just I'm getting like a little coffee taste to it now. Yeah, it's oh yeah. Yeah, hold on, let me visit like my coffee bean. Let me get my glass over here. Oh, that's nice though. Yeah, the cool thing about our single barrels too is they're usually sixty five dollars. Mm. Yeah, if we release this before the new year, which you know, recording here on December thirtieth, don't think it's going to happen. It's five dollars off at of Leo's. <laughs> <laughs> But, but my friends, I know you're all out there. I know many of you don't live in Chicago. Yeah. But our good friend Ken over at Leo's, he yes. does have a shipping um, offer. I guess it, it's an extra. I think he charges fourteen or fifteen dollars for shipping. That's a very good question. I don't remember. But um, there is the option on the website at Leo's Liquor. dot com. I believe it is um, to have this bottle shipped to you. So if you'd like one. Or, um, you know a couple guys in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Have, have them pick it up for you. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great collectibles, olive oil, oh um, my gosh. cold brew coffee industry that's going yeah. on here in Chicago. Syrup. Syrup? Yeah. I've moved away from anything liquid. I just call it collectibles. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I call it valuables. Valuables. I like that yeah, too. They're just very, it's very valuable shit. Just don't fucking break it. You know, don't shake it. Don't move it. It may explode. Not in that sense. It just may just break. You don't want it to break. It shatters. <laughs> when shit shatters, it breaks. It explodes. It's everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I the that. the last thing I'll leave you with, um, just one more moment of self indulgence. If you're a whiskey club whiskey club out there, oh. uh, we have plenty available barrels out there to taste. Um, I have almost ten barrels allocated just to whiskey clubs in general to purchase. So, if you're interested, we have um, we've had some great ones buy them. Uh, Storytime Distillery just bought their own. Which I'm really excited to see. That is really cool. Yeah, I love those guys, what they're doing there. It's all about uh, kind of everything behind the label, which this mm -hmm. podcast is about. Um, we sold them to some other pl other great uh, places as well. Um, Whiskey Nomad, they purchased it for their first responders club, which was then every bottle was a part of a charity effort for a fallen police officer in California, yeah. um, which they always do great things. Shout out to you, Nick and Sarah. I uh, love you guys, miss you guys. But um, yeah, for any Whiskey Club out there, just uh, DM us or... You know, get a hold of us in any way you can if you want to sample some single barrels out there. Yeah, this is honestly, this is probably one of the better, better single barrels I've ever had. I love our, I love our Recharge American Oak because I think yeah. the best thing about them is 
um, and Ian Stewart and I have talked extensively about this, is that our single barrels, what they do with that recharred American oak, and American oak usually in general too, they bring in bourbon drinkers through the nose and they bring single malt drinkers to the scene with the taste. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of sexy. Yeah. Um, That's like a Evite. An Evite. <laughs> I got an Evite to Wilson's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Or wedding shower? Shower? What party? Was it? Was it a party? Oh, no. The engagement meet and party. The uh, meet and greet. Meet and greet. Yeah, meet and greet. Meet and greet. Well, this is um, Wilson, thank you for letting me talk about my distillery here oh, for dude. a few minutes. Um, thank you for everybody out there listening. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, everybody else out there, I, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to post this, like I said, but I really hope you had a great new year, um, and I really hope you have a great year in 2022. I know it's been rough for all of us. Uh, it's been a pretty wild year. Um, I know for both of us, Wilson's... Uh, gotten married mm. um switched jobs uh you know it's crazy yeah it's been a lot, a lot of I stuff. Know. um i thought i was moving to new york at one point we <laughs> thought we were losing it to new york yeah so um, it's it's been a while I lost my dog um oh, got a new dog got though. A new lola yeah so lola's awesome she, oh, but uh that's the that's that's life itself it's ups and downs it's it's uh, it's, de- got it's death and reported, but then he got brought back. Yeah, a special license, <laughs> and now no one knows where he is. He's part of the, he's part of the Cuban mafia down in Miami. Something, yeah. he's down there he's doing something. I'm sure, he'll be back. That's um, all he says. Yeah, but it's uh, it's been a wild ride, and yeah, he had his own, you know, personal difficulties uh, here. Some personal stuff that went down the summer, yeah. so. Uh, yeah, it's been wild, but I think we're all coming out through the other side um, as better people um, and as more stronger people. And I hope you are too. I really hope that you guys have uh, taken this time to reflect on what's important to you and what's, what you should strive for in life. Uh, Steve Malloy pointed that out in his episode of 12 Minutes of Barrel Picks where we featured Watershed, Watershed where he had so much trauma going on in his life in the past year yeah. personally um, with health wise and then the rebirth you know the rebirth I like to call it rebirth because you know everything dies there's always a rebirth and with the birth of his new child here yeah. and then his the rebirth belly. to the approach of his company you know and yeah. going on with that and we have so many friends that are have done that this year and over the last couple of years where they've taken full advantage of the time yeah. that they've had um, opted to them to do something great with their lives so I wish the best for all of you out there. If you ever listen just to one minute of our podcast, it was the first time listening. Shout out to you, Chicago and Whiskey Hunters. Um, you know what? Do good, do good with your life. Don't sit there and complain online. Don't be, uh, you know, Cheeto finger keyboard warriors out there. Do great and stuff in person. You know what? Because it's all about personal, personal context, personal relationships, and having fun with everybody out there. Hot Cheetos, by the way. Hot Cheetos. I like, uh, hot che- if you're eating hot, hot Cheetos, Cheetos, go ahead and keep doing that. Yeah, keep doing that. You're eating those lemon hot Cheetos? Yeah, you yeah. stay there along with that. Yeah, you Sip some that. limoncello, uh, LaCroix, and have some cast strength whiskey. <laughs> that's, a, that's the diet here at Keaton Lake. That is the diet well, for the night. Wilson, love you. Thanks again. Love you too, brother. Um, for everybody out there, please rate and review. Give us a little shout out if you Happy can. Happy Yeah, and a happy new year and a happy 2022. Cheers. Cheers, motherfuckers.